Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Park Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sorotin, joined by my good friend, Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, Jason. Hey, you know, we were talking as uh, friends because we are real friends uh, about kind of some of the problems in the mobile home park space. And like, we just stopped what we were doing. We weren't even planning on doing a podcast. And we just decided that, you know, one thing that's really affecting everybody in the MHP space is the MHP supply chain. So we're going to talk about that on today's show. We're going to talk about the future of like MHP with the supply chain. Where do we go? What's next? And then we'll close it out with kind of get a sense of what deals Glenn's working on this week. So Glenn, let's start with what's going on with the mobile home park supply chain. It's a challenge right now. You know, it's Home prices have been steadily rising, not just in residential single family home build type of stuff, but in, in manufactured housing as well. The, the the cost of those manufacturing manufactured homes has been going up, which you know isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's substantially risen due to a surge in demand from you know people around the country wanting to buy homes, whether it's for a park or whether it's for a private parcel. Uh, people are you know trying to buy these homes. There's there's a gigantic demand. Unfortunately, the production of these homes has been stagnant for, you know, half a decade or longer now. And we're only producing a whopping plus or minus 100,000 homes a year. Um, and I mean, that's that's a fraction of what's going on. So let me so 100,000 units a year. That, that seems like nothing. That's that's exactly what is it that seems. global? That's for the, for the United States as far as what the tracking numbers are. Now, if you don't hold me to it. It might be might be one hundred twenty thousand. I don't know, but it ain't two hundred thousand. And it's you know it's probably around one hundred thousand was the last numbers that I heard. And that's been for many years running. You know, back back in the manufacturing heyday from for manufactured homes, we were upwards of around three hundred thousand dollars. You know, three hundred thousand units a year. And it's come down over the last couple of decades to where we are now. And now is when we need it more than ever. And the quality of these homes have been significantly improved. Um, but they, they are more expensive, obviously, but they're way better built. And, you know, with the fluctuation of lumber prices and the COVID and all that stuff, it really made already a tight bottleneck into a really tight bottleneck. We used to wait, you know, one to three months for the delivery. And then it was three to six months and everybody was fine with that. Then all of a sudden it became six to 12 months for these deliveries. And, you know, most recently we're being told 12 to 18 months, uh, depending on who the buyer is and how many they're buying and, you know, where they're trying to get a location. How, what, what is the need? How many, how many mobile homes are needed each year to be manufactured, do you think? Sure. So we don't know. We don't have an exact number. Okay. But overall, people living in, uh, mobile homes or, or mobile home parks, if I remember correctly, it's something like 20 something million people. Okay. And that was numbers from years ago. Now the demand is growing at such an exponential rate. We're watching parks that went from a stubborn occupancy rate of 70% to being plus 90% now. Okay. And we're seeing this across the board. And when we look at the bigger companies that are out there, you know, that have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of lots and they go and place an order for a thousand units, they're going to get prioritized 
and they're going to get their homes in. But even those guys are struggling to get homes right now um, because there's just not a lot there. I don't know if, you know, what the solution is. I mean, to me, it sounds like one of the solutions to this problem is um, bringing online more manufacturing facilities or taking these facilities that are in place and either expanding the capacity or moving them to a 24 hour type of production schedule. Uh, but, you know, maybe they already are. I mean, I'm not in the know on this stuff. I just know that from my end and my client's end, there's a real supply constraint and that's making parks not be able to get infilled. Okay. And so a big part of the value proposition with investing in manufactured communities is, Hey, uh, you can bring the homes in and they get, you know, absorbed very quickly and you can increase your cash flows tremendously. Um, but right now you're having to wait a year to do that after you close on a park. Um, it makes that component of, of the pricing, you know, a little bit harder for an investor to stomach. Um, so we're seeing some of, some of the pushback from that on the brokerage side because of the manufacturing delays on, you know, on the production side. Uh, so, how do we fix it? You know, I don't know. Well, you know, it's uh, so I, I pulled up. I wanted to I fact checked you a little bit. You're okay, right. Great. Approximately 22 million people live in manufacturing mobile homes in the United States. I actually found some other cool stats that I think will be interesting to talk about. Sure. So um, homeowner stats indicates 56.4 percent of mobile home owners have lived in their current home for more than 10 years. Yeah. Now, if that doesn't get you excited about the space, oh, I mean, that's cash stability, baby. We, we, on our underwriting, assume, even though these lot rent tenants stay for a much longer period of time in reality, we know some people have been in their parks for 30 years. In the park that I had, that guy had been there since the 80s when, when I bought the park and he died in this trailer. They'll stay there for 20, 30 years. The average number that we use on our team for underwriting to understand turnover with lot rent tenants in most markets is something like 16 or 17 years. So very sticky tenant base, very much why people love this industry. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we have homes that are getting very aged that, you know, need some replacement. And then you have all the new guys trying to buy homes because, you know, they're, they're, they're tired of, you know, the pricing on a single family home construction build type of thing. They buy these things and all of a sudden we're out of homes and now these homes are starting to rise. Kind of similar to what like happened with used cars and new cars over the last year and a half. You know, new cars disappeared. So the used cars became very expensive. Right. Yeah. Literally the same exact thing. A, a used home 10 years, you know, not, not 10 years ago, a used home two years ago, maybe worth five to ten thousand dollars. That same home today. Nothing changed. Okay, that same home today is easily probably fifteen thousand dollars or more, um, and so it's pushing, it's pushing the the pricing on new homes up, but it's helping maintain a higher uh, price for the used home. So it's which is good for a tenant because if they decide to sell their home, at least they're recouping the money. Years ago, it used to be, oh, you're going to sell your home, you're getting you're getting hammered, you're not getting nothing for that home. You know, yeah. almost you know five years ago, we used to include all these homes for free. In these transactions, okay, you know, because people said that they were not a, a worthwhile asset to pay money for, you know, from an investment standpoint, they just looked at the cash flow and didn't give any value for the homes. Today, of course, we get very strong values for homes. Uh, so, yeah, 22 million people, and that's that number was was 
has been out for years and it's been growing since. This is what I got from January 2020, January 29, 2020. So about a year, a year is where this one came from. <laughs> and it also says that, and to go with our point about, you know, manufacturing, it's saying here that 3D printing of manufactured homes is suspect is estimated to grow to $14 billion. I believe it. By believe 2022. These, these, this industry is, is going to grow significantly on that side these 3d homes these alternative style you know non-traditional built homes whether it's a tiny home or a manufactured home or even some of these you know uh, companies that are making these foldable homes now like there's a company called boxable that's delivering a really nice home you know it's like in a box it just comes you set it up you're done in a, in a day and it's you know not expensive uh and then there's other companies uh uh something engineering that Three, three, ten. I think it's tenfold engineering, and these guys make homes like like origami. You press a button and the house unfolds. You press another button and the house collapses. You order a truck and you can move your home out of a park if the landlord's bad, you know. And, and most homes you can only move once, maybe twice. You know, traditional manufactured homes, um, and you can't really move them once they're you know and you know, once they're about fifteen or twenty years old, you have a much harder time moving them. So you know, there's a lot of new solutions coming online. Um, but those are much more expensive solutions. But the 3D printed homes, I think that's going to be a big deal. I think that's actually going to be a big deal. Yeah. You know, I think it's going time. to be massive. Did you? So, so uh, I'm going to test your mobile home park knowledge. Most mobile mobile home parks in a state. Most mobile homes in a state. I believe it's. I believe North Carolina has the most mobile home parks in the state. Uh, what about mobile homes? I think also North Carolina. <laughs> it could be wrong. It's, it's it could easily be Florida, Florida or yeah. California or Arizona. They have a larger population. Florida uh, with 762,227. Yeah. Um, North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, and Alabama also have more than 200,000 each. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, in, That's it's insane. Lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and, and with the need for more affordable housing, it's just crazy that, you know, somebody's not jumping in the game and being like, all right, let's go. Let's make a bunch industry, of homes. You know, the, an industry changer, you know, I mean, it's, somebody's going to do it. These these homes are not typically hard to, to get out the door. Just we had a lot of supply constraints that made it hard to get these things out the door and then they got compiled. Uh, so here we are today. But I think that somebody and, and Warren Buffett's, you know, in, in this industry and he's probably, you know, taking big strides right now trying to expand his business. Um, you know, but the, the the homes, we probably need something like 200 to 300,000 homes. To be able to support the demand that, that is occurring right now with these things. So, you know, we had to double or triple the, the manufacturing process right now. It means well, bringing then, on new new you know new facilities you know, increasing the, the workload at each of those facilities, things like that. Well, listen up, if you're an investor and you're out there, Glenn and I are ready to build the biggest manufactured home manufacturing company in the world. We believe that we're the best to run it. So hit us up. Glenn, today has been really interesting. I feel like we got through a lot of factoids really quick, but I want to end with what you've got going on. What is going on? You got any hot deals you want to tell people about? Interesting deals going? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's always a couple. We're actually closing a really nice deal today in Colorado, and I'm really excited to see the future of this one. This one's just outside of Breckenridge. It's, you know, $7 million or minus type of deal. I think it was $7.5 million or something. Um, 
opponent hang up job getting it to his group that you know, they're going to do one. That was great. And, you know, we, we have plenty of other deals, obviously. I think we have $100 million in the right now. Most of it is under contract. The market's just steaming high. Um, we did just list a development deal in Florida, in Cocoa. I just closed, you know, two weeks ago, a $38 million deal in Cocoa, Florida. Um, and right next door to that, we just listed uh, two uh, development tracks zoned for MHC uh, for another 250 units. Um, and that, that deals I'm very excited about. There's a lot of money to make on that one. Somebody with $9 million could do a, do a real nice deal here if they're in, on the development side. Uh, and, you know, we have plenty of other, you know, smaller deals out there that are maybe a bit more manageable for some of the newer listeners that are trying to get into the first deal. You know, we have, um, uh, let's see here, we have, a nice deal in North Carolina, a million one five, you know, a million one one million one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you know that's in uh, Rayford County, just just below where Raleigh is, and just kind of west of Fayetteville um, is a, a county called Hope County, and that that county's booming. Um, that deal's got seventy five pads with only forty four tenants, uh, so tremendous upside there. That market all day long could support you know strong occupancy. Um, and you know, that, that's a deal. If I was a buyer and, and maybe not a first time buyer, but somebody handle a little bit of value add, that's the kind of deal I'd be looking at. I think you can make a lot of money on that one. Um, we have, uh, let's see, we just brought out a two part portfolio in Pittsburgh, um, you know, on, on the good part of town, you know, good, you know, good, everything as far as the town goes. Um, it's also a value add. It's about 150 spaces. Uh, I think it's about five and a half million dollars. That one's uh, 6.2 million dollars. Um, and we have another one in Wisconsin that's a mostly stabilized deal. That's 5.7 million dollars. Uh, public utilities. You guys are pretty dead, huh? You guys must be bored. <laughs> oh, we have piles of deals, man. Like I said, hundreds of millions. That's so many. We, we closed in July, including today's park, you know, 11 parks in July. Uh, but we've been, we've been busy, busy. The best uh, in the game, baby. I love it. You know, I love to hear that. Yeah, it's 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 a good time. When, when good you time. do good work for people, it keeps on going. And speaking of that, if you are interested in getting into the mobile home park space, make sure you check out the MHPexpert.com. If you want to know more and get to know Glenn more, you can reach Glenn at gesterson at the MHPexpert.com. And as always, you can reach us at our vanity number at 720-MHP for you. That's 720-MHP for you. This is the first time I've got the phone number right in 45 plus shows. Um, Glenn, thank you so much for everything. Congrats on all the big deals. If if you are interested in these deals and folks, this is crazy because I, you know, whenever I see the stats and this was a generic stat, 10 years, the average person, you know, I, and I've told everybody, I, I'm a little shy to get into the MHP game, but those kind of stats, man, that's, that's insane. Are they going you know, stability, cash flow, you know, you're in a growing business with, you know, an endless amount of, you know, supply, essentially from a tenant standpoint. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good spot to be in when you're looking at buying investments and putting yourself into a business. Uh, I'd be happy to talk to any about it. You know me, just give me a call. I always return calls if I'm on the phone and, you know, it's, uh, happy to talk with any of you guys. 
On behalf of Glenn, I'm Jason Sroden. We are the MHP Expert Podcast. We will see you next time.